This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. A, 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 a Giants podcast for Giants fans. By Giants fans. It's Sean Morash. Down, down, down the sideline. Into the end zone. Touchdown, Giants! From the offseason to the wins and the losses, it's time to take one, one, one giant, giant step. With your host, Sean Morash. Well, howdy doody do, and welcome into One Giant Step. I am Sean Morash here as the divisional round gets set to be underway, depending on when you're listening to this. Download and subscribe to One Giant Step everywhere podcasts are available. And of course, free on the Odyssey app and whatever daily giant conversation you might be looking for. Don't forget, of course, you can catch me with Evan and Tiki, giant legend Tiki Barber. Every Monday through Friday, free on the Odyssey app and on WFAN locally. Okay, here we go. Here we go. We're done hearing that in the postseason, Giant fans. Before we get into what has been an eventful week in the tabloids for the Giants, let me just clap it up for the Tampa Bay Bucks and for the Green Bay Packers as the Dallas Cowboys and Philadelphia Eagles will not be playing in the divisional round of the NFC playoffs I feel dirty at times rooting against rivals when we are not in the dance. And by we, yeah, of course, I mean the Giants. I'm a Giant fan. But I I couldn't help it this year. I I could not help my satisfaction to get a two-for-one deal on Wild Card Weekend. First of all, the Cowboy fans that that walk amongst us, right, because they're everywhere, they're all over the country, uh, specifically where I am, on Long Island, a ton of friends, even family that are Cowboy fans, and whether it's in person or their dumb Facebook statuses and Twitter posts and all that other garbage, uh, I've had it. I sat there on Wild Card Saturday watching both of the games. Me and my high school buddies all get together, even if we don't see each other early. It's like the one time a year we get together. We drink, gamble, we have a good time, we watch the games. And the two Cowboy fans in the room, the drunker they got, hey, Sean, what time's that giant game tomorrow? Oh, it got so insufferable. We all know these type of Cowboy fans. To watch their tushes get pushed by the Green Bay Packers, a team that Tommy DeVito took care of uh, about a month and a half ago 
was fantastic. And seeing Mike McCarthy come back, look, I actually don't think he should have gotten fired, but you just know when the wheels spin with Jerry Jones, nobody really wants to work for this guy. So it sucks that the Giants continue to lose to the Dallas Cowboys, and I hope that the Dallas Cowboys, uh, you know, the gap continues to be closed a little bit. I mean, they're going to have a big, big cap hit number on Dak Prescott. Will they extend him a little bit, see what they're looking like next year? And then you talk about the Philadelphia Eagles, who on Monday night played a Tampa Bay Buccaneer team. And look, when you're the fifth wild card in the NFC, that NFC South champion should be like an invitational. You should be able to take care of that, win that game. Credit to Baker Mayfield, who's played outstanding this year. Credit to Todd Bowles, too, who's taken you know quite a few lumps being a head coach, specifically in New York. Did a great job with the Bucs this year, and they dismissed the Philadelphia Eagles, who at time of taping have not dismissed Nick Sirianni. Who knows if they will dismiss Nick Sirianni as the head coach. But his pompous, smug ass getting eliminated and just just glorious. We don't have to even sweat. What I, I've had callers on Evan and Tiki. I think there was at least one. Oh, wouldn't it have been better for the Cowboys to make the Super Bowl lose? No, 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 no. I don't even want to sweat an NFC championship, uh, a Super Bowl. I don't have to sweat the possibility a ball bounces the wrong way and these fan bases get any sort of satisfaction. Great to see them eliminated. That's my sour grapes for the week. Deal with it. All right. As far as the New York Giants go, I can honestly say here on Friday, January 19th, that it has been 48 hours since I have seen a column about Wink Martindale or Brian Dable where it is evident the source is either Wink Martindale or his Wilkins buddies or Brian Dable and whoever's in his corner. Paul Schwartz had the final blow, I think, in the New York Post to counteract Pat Leonard's article in the Daily News. Pat Leonard basically indicating how you know strenuous the situation was. Brian Dable uh, ended up annoying enough coaches. Who those coaches may be? Is it just Wink? Uh, was there Kafka involved? McGahee clearly got fired. The Wilkins brothers. But Joe Shane was apparently on headset for what ended up being the best stretch of giant football all year, that Tommy DeVito stretch. And walked out of there deeming that Brian Dable should still be the head coach of the football team. And I think that's important to note. They sat there, Joe Shane and Brian Dable, at 8.30 in the morning at that press conference, rushing it out, maybe being a little sleazy, knowing what was going to probably happen with Wink when they announced they were firing his buddies, the Wilkins brothers. Uh, and they are dodging the press, essentially, until the combine. And they hope all the smoke blows over. And that's basically the Dable plan. But enough now that that Leonard piece, which I like Pat, does a good job. Pat did a one giant step with me earlier in the year. That Leonard piece was a bit of a hit piece on Dable. You know, I think there were parts of it that were fair, but I do think that a lot of Pat Leonard's sources in there, and I I don't have this proven, but I I, look, he says sources in the building. You have to take him on his word, but are they really in the building or or are these guys who were just dismissed because there's a lot of them? Uh, I don't know what the future holds for Mike Kafka. Does he get a head coaching job? Does he take an offensive coordinator job where he's going to continue to call plays? It seems obvious that Brian Dable probably wants to be the play caller. But that piece did nobody any good. And then, of course, Paul Schwartz comes out and writes a, you know, a day pro Dable piece in response, you know, kind of confirming some of the stuff that Pat Leonard had said while putting a Brian Dable twist. And look, if you're Brian Dable, this is clearly an ugly breakup between you and your defensive coordinator, a defensive coordinator that's at least respected by fans and players. Hard for me to say how many organizations obsess over Wink Martindale as he's now been, you know, gone despite doing a good job twice in recent memory, Baltimore and the Giants, so maybe he's difficult to work with too. Who knows? I, I liked Wink Martindale as a defensive coordinator. I'm not going to throw cold water on him. Brian Dable's two years into being a head coach. 
Uh, it can't be an easy job. He clearly did a good enough job year one to win coach of the year. He did a good enough job year two that the team was down to the third quarterback, uh, best player on the team. Andrew Thomas was gone for basically the whole first half of the year, and the team rebounded, didn't quit, and maybe reluctantly for all of us as fans, they're not picking in the top three of the draft because of that, because they, they played consistent football, played hard down the stretch. By the way, beat a couple of playoff teams in the Eagles. Uh, and the Packers, who were still alive, were a field goal away from beating the Rams, too. So, you know, right then and there, it's hard for me to crush Brian Dable. I just think at this point, the piece has been said. Whatever is getting leaked left and right, he's got to stop leaking stuff to defend him. He's here. Mara's got him covered. Shane's got him covered. Let's focus on doing a good job here. And if you lose my Kafka coming up soon, fine. You know, you figured out. You This is still, you know, I, I'm more worried that they lost Wink because, at least from the Kafka point of view, Dable's established himself two years into being a head coach. I trust whatever offensive scheme he wants to install. That was part of the reason he got hired here in the first place. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So there you have it with the whole Brian Dable and, and Wink Martindale saga. Now, as far as the future of the offensive coaching staff here for the New York Giants, I thought this was very interesting. They're going to have some coaches, and whether Kafka's here or not, I mean, that that is interesting. Mike Kafka is going to be a head coach for one of the teams in, it's not the Senior Bowl, is it? One's the Senior Bowl, one is the the All-American game, the East versus West. Uh, He's the, yeah, the Shrine. He's on the the Shrine, one of the Shrine teams. Mike Adams, the Giants special teams coordinator uh, for one of the Senior Bowl rosters, and Shea Tierney will be an offensive coordinator on the other team in the Senior Bowl. So two different games with a lot of college prospects. The Giants will have coaches involved in all of them. If Kafka and Kafka gets the head coaching experience on that East-West Shrine game, and Shea Tierney gets some offensive coordinator experience. So if Kafka does leave, gets a head coaching job and or an OC job elsewhere, you know, you could see the writing on the wall for Brian Dable to be the play caller, but Shea Tierney to be elevated as the team's offensive coordinator. Now you might be saying, Sean, why do I give a crap about any of this? I do find one part of this interesting, and it's out there on Twitter. I know Art Stapleton uh, highlighted this. When it comes to that Reese's Senior Bowl and Shea Tierney being an offensive coordinator for one of the teams, there will be seven quarterbacks playing in the Senior Bowl. Four on one team, three on the other. On the team that Shea Tierney will be the offensive coordinator of, get direct intel and involvement with quarterbacks, one of the quarterbacks will be Sam Hartman from Notre Dame, who's a projected backup in the league. The other two will be Bo Nix and Michael Penix. And look, are either of those guys at the top of my board? 
I don't work for the Giants. I'm not a general manager. I'm a fad slob that watches on the couch. I love Jaden Daniels. I love Drake May. I would be giddy for Caleb Williams, though I do get the hesitations about him. But that next group of guys includes Michael Penix and Bo Nix, who I both have significant reservations about. I don't love that Penix is a lefty if we're running it back with Evan Neal at right tackle, but that could be amended, right? The Giants could move Neal to guard, figure out right tackle. There's a lot to be answered for there. I didn't love Penix's performance when he finally faced the big-time defense in Michigan. Uh, and as far as Bo Nix goes, I've seen him lose a ton of big road games, whether it was at Auburn and then at Oregon. But, you know, again, I'm not somebody paid to sit there, scout, and make the decision. I want Joe Shane to have conviction. I want the staff to work in unison. I want Brian Dable to have conviction on where the Giants go. And if the chips fall and they cannot get a trade partner, and Caleb Williams, Jaden Daniels, and Drake May are all off the board for the Giants when the sixth overall pick comes, the last thing you want the New York Giants to do is do exactly what they did with Daniel Jones in this same exact spot. Kyler Murray was off the board, less deep offensive quarterback draft, offensive, you know, quarterback draft, and the New York Giants pulled the trigger at Daniel Jones. And why did everybody go nuts about it? It wasn't Daniel Jones the player. It was, was he really worthy of that slot, the sixth overall slot, when maybe you could have traded back into the first round or traded back, got him at a later point? And, or do you just take Josh Allen and hope he's there when the Giants had two first-round picks later on? They ended up getting Dexter Lawrence later in that draft. Actually, ended up being three because they took DeAndre Baker. They traded back up that year. With Bo Nix and Michael Penix, if the Giants have no choice in the other three off the board, Joe Shane has scouted these guys. If who could be their offensive coordinator or at worst their quarterback's coach is getting a week with those two guys specifically, I mean, that could give the Giants all they need and all the motivation where maybe they go somewhere else at six. Maybe it's Malik Neighbors. Maybe Marvin Harrison slips. Uh, you know, DJ Turner, right? They get a pass rusher. Maybe they take one of the offensive linemen. They take the best player, and they have needs all over the place. I just mentioned a couple, wide receiver, offensive line, and, of course, pass rush. And then they have two second-round picks. Do those guys fall out of the first round where the Giants pull the trigger in the second round of one of those guys? Or do they have the ammo because they have two second-round picks to trade back in to the bottom half of the first round and take a Michael Penix or, or take a Bo Nix and feel like, you know what? We have Daniel Jones at least for this year before we would feel like we have to make a decision on releasing him or not. I want to develop one of these guys. I don't, I'm not telling you I love that plan. My, I would much rather have one of those other three guys. But I'm also admitting that I'm not a GM, I'm not an actual NFL scout, and I'm going to trust that I trust the people the Giants have hired. And by having Shea Tierney there for a week, they will know or have a better gut instinct. You think Tierney's not going to, you know, talk back and forth with, with uh, Dable? Of course he is. Joe Shane's going to be down there as well. They will know whether that is a worthy option for them to go. You know what? We're going to develop. And by the way, developing a quarterback that you like the traits of, as we are seeing in these playoffs alone, isn't the worst thing. Yes, you're seeing a lot of first round quarterbacks, guys that were traded up for succeeding. I think seven of the eight were guys traded up for. The Green Bay Packers, this checks both of those. Jordan Love was a guy you you trade up for, first-round pick, everything. But we also knew he was developmental. And maybe Jordan Love, in this draft specifically, is a second-round pick with his talents and traits. And guess what? He sat for a year, two years, and the Packers feel just fine about that now. He's got him in this divisional round of the playoffs. That, that system does work. I mean, Mahomes was a first-round pick. He did sit for a year. I know people want the immediate results. 
I do too. I mean, full transparency, I do too. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Uh, Tiki has talked about this a lot on our show on Evan and Tiki about that being an option. I have kind of poo-pooed it. It's not something I'm in favor of, but I also am in favor of what the team thinks is the best interest, even if that conflicts with what I think is right. I do feel better about Shea Tierney going to the senior bowl and getting to work with those guys hands-on. Because if the Giants pass on those guys, don't end up with one of the early guys, I will know it's because the offensive coordinator of, of the Giants or their quarterback coach worked directly with them. So... Very interesting, and I, I think that is at least something to be happy about from a Giant fan point of view. They are going to do all they can with the intel. They have coaches all over these two very important games with college players as we spin forward to the offseason. Quick thoughts on Divisional Weekend. Look, the NFC East is completely eliminated. Talking from strictly an NFC point of view, uh, I think the San Francisco Niners are going to absolutely throttle the Green Bay Packers as much as I just threw bouquets at Jordan Love's feet. Uh, I thought that was a great win over the Dallas Cowboys. They are a team on the come. The Niners, I don't know that there's a bigger disparity in recent memory from the top team in the conference to the rest of the contenders in the conference than the Niners, especially with the Eagles and Cowboys talent-wise out. Uh, I I would be fascinated by a Lion-Niner-NFC championship game, but I just don't know how the Packers' defense is going to slow this Niner offense for four quarters. Maybe their offense finds a way to make a couple plays early, gets the Niners to wake up a little bit. Uh, I think the Niners are going to cruise in that game. And on the other side, bless their hearts what the Tampa Bay Bucks have done. I am not a full-on believer. I think that was such a huge monkey to get off the back for the Detroit Lions in that spot, beating their former quarterback at home. I think they're going to win handily. I actually think the NFC games end up being the most uninteresting games of divisional round weekend. Uh, I will take the Niners and Lions to both win comfortably. On the AFC side, I think both are interesting. I know the Ravens are an enormous favorite, as they should be. Uh, they were clearly the best team in the AFC, maybe the best team in football after by virtue of beating the Niners on Christmas night the way they did. But they're in one of those spots where, with Lamar Jackson, I will believe it when I see it as far as getting through this hurdle, AFC Championship game, Super Bowl. You know, last couple of years, it's been all about Mahomes, Allen, Burrow. We talk about those three quarterbacks, and Lamar Jackson – you know, sometimes injured, sometimes not, has kind of sat back and he's had his own questions, fair or unfair, about his ability in the postseason. I think they're going to get by the Texans, but I am in full-blown love with C.J. Stroud uh, and what the Texans have done. I wish Tank Dell had been healthy for this run to pair him up with Nico Collins. Uh, you know, maybe you get an interesting John Mechie game. I think the Texans could be very spunky in this game. And the Ravens need to be very, very careful with this game. Remember, resting all their starters Week 18 versus the Steelers, haven't played last week. 
I could see the Texans feeling a lot of momentum right now. The Colt game last week, getting off to a fast start with the Ravens, where the Ravens are scrambling and playing from behind. Uh, it would not stun me if the Texans won the game. I think the Ravens will ultimately find a way. But I think it's going to be an interesting game early. And then late on Sunday, of course, the main event of the weekend is Bills Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes playing his first road or non-neutral site playoff game uh, in Buffalo. Cold weather. The Bills have a magic carpet ride kind of feel on them. I got to be honest, though, man. I, this is still an Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes league. Uh, the Dragon, I always felt would be slayed this postseason. I didn't love the way the Chiefs have played all year. And then you look at the last couple of weeks and the emergence of Rasheed Rice and everything that Rasheed Rice has done from the wide receiver position is just, it goes against the problems the Chiefs, in theory, had. Guys dropping balls. Didn't have that go-to guy. Pacheco, right now, the, the Chiefs show last week, they were not afraid in cold weather to let him just ride as the horse he is. And their defense is still really, really good. Buffalo defense still very banged up in shambles. You see, and maybe they, they caught Miami right time, got a break there with that punt return. And then what happened with Buffalo last week? I mean, let's be real. Outside of the Bucs and Eagles, the Steelers might have been, especially without T.J. Watt, the worst team in the postseason. And they ended up punishing him. And they even found a way to make that interesting. The Bills a couple weeks ago, too, I don't forget that December-Saturday game versus the Chargers. That game was way too close for comfort. I, yeah, I say this to say I think the Bills aren't going to get through here. I think this is going to be a horrible home loss for Sean McDermott. Close, tight, uh, fun game. But I ultimately think the Chiefs are going to find a way to prevail. So that that's where I'm at in the divisional round of the playoffs. And between that and just monitoring the papers, baby, because those giant uh, stories keep coming hot and heavy, uh, let's hope next week there's not more drama around the New York Giants and everything continues to quiet down. You can follow me on Twitter, at Sean Morash, at Morash Radio on Instagram. And, of course, Evan and Tiki, Monday through Friday on WFAN and free on the Odyssey app. Thanks, as always, for listening and subscribing to One Giant Step. Thank you for taking One Giant Step with us.